Yo, 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 yo. What up, everybody? So today is, um... It's the glorious Saturday, Saturday or Sábado de Gloria. Um, I think it's April 16, 2022. It's about 6.30 in the evening as I lie here on my deathbed. Um... <clears throat> Uh, I woke up with insane abdominal cramping pain, and I well, I did. I woke up this morning and I went to work, but now it seems to have calmed down. I took some Pepto Bismol and hit some Seven Up. It really has calmed down a lot. It's not as crazy, so it leads me to believe because I don't think I had a hernia. Um. Just leads me to believe that fucking my gut. I must have ate something fucked up, and I could only think of like a couple of things. Um, I think yesterday I had some mozzarella cheese, may have been old in this chili renovate. I don't know. Um, it also could have possibly been some old meat I ate, but I mean, I don't know if it was that old. Like, it was probably, like, three or four days old. Getting cooked. It wasn't like it was not cooked. But that's what I'm dealing with. My voice is a little raspy because I've been dry heaving. Uh, throwing up the little yellow bowel, bile that comes out of your stomach. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about big news going around the world right now. It's Elon Musk. I mean... I don't know how many times I have to talk about this fucking guy. Um, he's rich, right? So what do we know about Elon Musk? He owns Tesla. He's he was born in South America, and there's a there's, I mean, the man is fascinating. He, you know, just like Donald Trump is fascinating. Just like, um, the story of Hitler is fascinating. I'm not none of these. You know, some of those people are not cool. You know, but you know, but there's a lot of fascinating things, you know, Vlad the Impaler is also a fascinating, then, you know, the criminal narcos down in Mexico, you know, El Mayo, El Mencho, you know, El Chapo, those are very fascinating people, even though they do some of the craziest shits ever, um, you know, even Vladimir Putin is kind of, he's a figure out there that, you know, it's just like, he's, you see him all the time, it's a fascinating you know, it's always crazy seeing these, you know, Jeff Bezos is even fascinating. So is Bill Gates. So is Steve Jobs, you know, you know, Beyonce. Like, you know, it's part of the the demigod, the part of the celebrity, part of the A-list, you know, crowd right there. They never, you know, the Kardashians even to a degree, Kanye West. It's a lot of polarizing figures, a lot of, but they're all, you know, most of the time when you strip away the nonsense out there's a lot of there's a lot of fascination there there's a lot of you know obviously everybody's born you're born more or less at the same playing field you're born and you receive most of the time you receive parental natal care you know and then you you're off to school in your early you know the things start differentiating until probably i want to say you're like junior high age which was like 10 11 12 and by you know, because when you're a baby and you're four or five years old, granted, you could be living in the in like the most impoverished nation on the planet or you could be living in a mansion. 
But nonetheless, you don't have any really... Your bearings really haven't, you know, to where you see yourself like, wow, this is where I'm at in my place in the world. Your bearings aren't set totally yet. You're still just like, I'm hungry. I'm tired. I want to play. I want to do this. I want to do that. <clears throat> but it's not until you get to about, probably about fifth grade here in the States, maybe sixth grade in the States where you're like, oh, wow, like I'm my parents have. X amount of money and we go visit like other famous people and that's when they start or you know vice versa like wow like you see the famous people on TV and then you're like well I want to replicate that so that's it starts about that age and everybody's got a fascinating story you know Elon Musk is no different you know and I didn't even do any research on the man but uh, I do know he's born in you know, I think he's born in South Africa somewhere. Let me see. Yeah, he's born in Pretoria, South Africa. Uh, he's 50 years old. He's worth $264.6 billion, according to Forbes. Uh, he's got children. Obviously, he's got... Wow, I didn't know he had that many kids. He's got... The kid you can't pronounce... Nevada, Alexander Musk, Xavier Musk, Damian Musk, Griffin Musk, Saxon Musk, Kai Musk, Exadark. Uh, I mean, he's got, I guess he's got a ton of kids. Uh, he dated Grimes, obviously. Um, he went to Pennsylvania. He, I guess he immigrated over here, but he's worth $264 billion fucking dollars, which is an insane amount of money. Uh, you know, obviously SpaceX, uh, Tesla, uh, are probably his main uh, things. But I'm not exactly sure how he he got so rich. But uh, nonetheless, basically, you know, the man's got a fascinating life. You know, nonetheless, regardless of what you say, obviously, like I said, he probably he's probably had a little bit of helping hand in life. You know, and then once he got going, I mean, he don't need no more help. As a matter of fact, he's giving the orders. But nonetheless, when we dig into it, see, <clears throat> while he is a fascinating man, while I do agree with some things he says, I I absolutely hate that what he's done. In particularly with the Tesla brand and now the SpaceX. Um, I'm in complete disagreement. And then I don't know, maybe he's become un unadvisable because he's built so much wealth. He's become unadvisable, un, um, unapproachable. Maybe he's got too many yes men. Maybe he's just too many people there telling him, like, we can do it. And distracting him. I think I, I think he's more distracted. I know he's got like um I don't know if he has ADD or what he has. Um I, you know let me see if I can find it. Uh all right, maybe he has ADHD. I'm not sure what he has. But nonetheless, I mean that's 
beyond the point. Uh, I can't find it right right off the top of my head, but oh, he has Asperger syndrome, which is uh, it's a sub subcategory of autism. There we go. Okay, so he's a little bit autistic, but that's not that's nothing. You know, I think everybody to a degree has a little something going on with him. Does I hear that? But he does get distracted, and I see. I believe totally in his product, the Tesla. I believe that, once I found out that, the Teslas were not only, capable of self driving. Um, and they were independent of gas, and they were cool, and they kind of drove just like any other car. That's when I was like, the light bulb clicked. I was like. You know, like, I can't believe that the car like this finally exists. I've always said to myself, and as well as many Americans have, as well as many, why aren't we living like Back to the Future or the Jetsons yet? What the fuck? Why isn't the technology there? I've been wondering my whole life, when the fuck are we going to get to like this Jetsons type of a, a reality or flying cars or, you know, uh, Skateboards that hover, hoverboards, you know. We're waiting for that technology, and it exists. This is see. This is my main gripe. The man's worth X amount of dollars. He should be able to muscle his way in to the energy industry and even to the financial aspects of it, and just start muscling his way. I'm sure uh, he could strike a deal. With any Arco, or maybe not Arco, maybe maybe Arco, maybe Chevron, maybe I know I know Tesla's are high end, so we're probably gonna go to the more high end gas station, maybe Chevron, um, you know Exxon, you know he could strike a partnership to you know they already have the air and water things there so you can feel that what what's stopping him from putting a little Tesla charging thing there and then them charging okay twenty dollars for like forty minutes of charge or something and keep it pushing. But beyond that, um the technology exists to reduce traffic in our daily lives, to reduce accidents, to reduce the necessity for having police policing speeders uh, and uh, and having to, you know, attend to accidents or having medical. The the Tesla cars can be self driven and they can be run on a grid. And I think a lot of people are kind of nervous of that. I I think especially, you know. People are like, well, what about what if we go off roading? Okay, well, how many times do you go fucking off roading? Um, how many times do you just fucking? Drive up your fucking front lawn. It's just, it's minimal. But how many times do you fucking park and you fucking bump the curb or you fucking or you hop on the freeway head to you know your favorite downtown uh, attraction and instead of it taking you know ten miles away taking thirty minutes it fucking takes you two hours. How many times does that happen? Uh, I want to venture to say a lot more often than you probably go off roading or. You know, or whatever, what have you. See, I think 
he's got distracted with the SpaceX and trying to get to space, making space commercial. But to me, space venture is not there yet. There's nothing there other than to say you did it. There's nothing there. There's no arc out there. There's no, you know, I prefer to go to the moon, but the, I mean, the moon's how far away are we at to colonizing that? You know, Mars is like 100 years away probably. And at the rate we're going and the way things are being handled with NASA, I mean, who knows? We could be a long ways away. And the space race has nothing to offer anybody because we've already been to space. we already got satellites up the ass up there. And it's just kind of one of those things where like, why would anybody spend a half a million dollars to go to space to just do a lap around the world? Why would you even do that? Aside from the rich kids saying they did it, um, there's nothing out there. And so, okay, he's gung-ho on SpaceX and trying to be like, okay, he's going to be the first one to really do space travel for the common man. But he could have done that and put it on the back burner and he could have, I believe, completely dominated the global automobile industry. Um, especially if we run on like a Jetsons like grid or have you ever seen Fifth Element? I mean, all of that is, I mean, even those are floating cars, but I mean, we could all be automated on a driving schedule. And I and I actually think, and I've said, I've talked to this at length before, I mean, you rid ourselves of oil independence or our oil dependency on foreign oil, you know, clean up the environment, have that futuristic vibe that more, most people have wanted by now. Um, and I'm not the, I mean, I know there's still people who are like, I want my big diesel. Well, they, he making diesel trucks too. So I'm not exactly sure what's the holdup. But the, what the holdup is, is he's not focused on complete automo- automobile domination. And that's where me and the man cross paths. Because the more he wants to fuck around and buy Twitter for $43 billion, which to me is... And there's a lot going on around about that right now. That's really hot about free speech. And I think both sides of the... Republicans and Democrats are both kind of like worried about him doing that. But um, to me, it's more damaging his legacy when it comes to the automobile. Because I think eventually Toyota, Ford, or somebody will catch on to how he do- does that. And, and they're going to jump his gun and... And then that'll be his fault because while the Teslas may remain as a high-end brand that people seek, it probably will not be the top dog overall in the grid. He's probably going to get pushed to the side and he'll be more closely resembled to like a Mercedes-Benz or, or an audi as where you see them once in a while, but not all the time. I mean, he and and that also equates to well, he's running up money to try to buy Twitter, running up money to get to space. Well, all that got to come from somewhere tangible. Uh, 
I mean, there's only so many investments you can make on the stocks and hope to God you win before you don't win anymore. Uh, <clears throat> his stocks, uh, Tesla, the Tesla stock is highly volatile. Uh, cryptos, he dabbles in cryptos. Also, again, highly volatile. And, you know, that's where me and him differ. I, I kind of felt like he could have already dominated we could already be, he could have pushed hard to fucking take out, I mean, I don't know which of the big three need to go, maybe all of them, you know, Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, they all could have gone, they all could have gone to the gutter, as far as I'm concerned, for, for not, for them themselves not doing it, and now they're trying to like, well, we got these electric hybrids, but they still run on gas, well, no, motherfucker, I don't, we don't, I don't want that. The gas right here in California is five dollars fifty cents a gallon. Um, they're never gonna go back down to like three bucks. Um, they're probably gonna go down to like the high fours, four eighty, four seventy, and they're gonna be like that the rest of our lives here in California. And I and I swear to God, the next car I get will not be an exclusively gas. I'm gonna get a hybrid. I'll get, I'll get something electric, something where maybe I, I charge it with the gallon of gas and then I'm good to go over like 100 miles. And then I'll just, you know, be have a hybrid. Um, I don't give, you know, I don't even give a fuck if it lasts 10 years or, or less because, I mean, let's just face it, you know, it's a deterrent. Gas is a deterrent. Gas stations are a deterrent. Texas and all the big oil makers where they're at over there trying to stick it to us. And also, you know, the high imposing fees on California. I mean, you know that all the all the oil's got to get shipped in or whatever. Fine, but we as a consumer also have options. You know, there is an option to get a Tesla. You got to wait for it. There's an option to get a Toyota Prius. There's options to do things like that now, and and you don't feel so constricted to okay. Well, the market is basically. You got gas guzzler A and gas guzzler B as the only options. These are options now. And I kind of feel like, okay, the the next time I do get a car, this is what it's going to be. I, I, I would be so inclined to trade my car in, but I don't want to pick up a payment. I'd rather wait a few years, get squeezed as much life as I can out of my car, my personal vehicle, before I make the move and getting some sort of a hybrid where... You know, in 10 years when the gas skyrockets to 8, 9, 10 bucks a gallon. I don't feel that much of a fucking pinch on my daily on my daily life. And that's kind of that goes back to Elon. I mean, his motion to buy Twitter. I think he just kind of whimsically like, oh, I'll just buy it. I'll buy it. Apparently, he owns the majority's. Yeah, I think he owns like 10% of the company, which is a majority over anybody else that owns any vast amounts of Twitter. But, I mean, he, optimally, he wants to get 51% of the company, and that's going to require billions of dollars. And that goes back to, he wants to spend 40 plus billion, billion with the B, dollars to purchase Twitter in an attempt to create free speech or 
on the guise of free speech and what have you. And I think that's just a total waste of money. Uh, literally, he could just build his own app to compete with Twitter and co- probably cost a billion dollars as being as like a a Tesla or a, or a, a Twizzler or something uh, to do the exact same functions of Twitter and he can be the the board on the on the board <clears throat> and dictate the rules and policies. You know, I mean, it's not that hard. But I think he wants to buy Twitter. I think it's actually all show. I don't know if he's actually going to buy it. But, I mean, I don't really know the point of him buying it. That's, a, that's another thing. I mean, it's kind of pointless, man. This is kind of what I feel about SpaceX. Right now, it's pointless. It truly is. It's a, tro- it's a pointless venture that he's undertaking. And that's where the me and the man differ. I'm kind of, and I think he's just he's flipped the mode from being like, like this tech savvy, uber smart, entrepreneur kind of guy to just being a, a total asshole. That he's got a lot of money, and he, and now he set his eyes on space and not Twitter, and like his following that he has, and, and a lot of people that. You know, like me, just sit back and watch. And I'm kind of wondering, like, hey, dog. Hey, big dog, Elon, what the fuck is up with the Teslas? Like, can a normal motherfucker start getting this? And can we start driving where, you know, where like 90% of the people have a self-driving car? And, you know, we're not dealing with traffic jams like we are today. You know, there's got to be a something on the computers and the hardwares where that monitor is each car. The, the grid is going to be crazy. The traffic control grid is going to go through a major overhaul. You see, all of that on the back end is going to cost billions of dollars. And this is where I kind of figure uh, fucking around in space and in t- in trying to buy Twitter is pointless. I, like, we could be leaps and bounds. And this is one thing that America as an American government needs to really step in and demand. Start making demands of him. Uh, he's not above the country. Uh, and he's not above reproach either. I mean, he can be approached at any given time. He's not some man that is just this billionaire, but he's hoarding the technology. Uh, actually making men's lives and women's lives more miserable and I just, I kind of feel like he's, he's kind of lost focus. That's what I see. I, I kind of feel like the government also is pandering to him a little bit. In the fact that they don't want to tell him, hey, this technology needs to get going for the normal man. And <clears throat> and I'm just waiting. Like, I don't know what's going to push him over the edge. I don't know if it's the competitors going to come in and fucking wipe him out. Or or what have you, but I kind of feel like, you know, it, what he's doing, what he's doing is kind of pointless. I I just wish it would change. I, I somebody on his fucking team has got to step up and tell him, look, man, the gas is crazy high right now. It would be an amazing time 
to ramp up production. I, he should hit the government with let me purchase. If he was smart, he would push himself in instead of buying a Twitter. Let him purchase Ford. Let him purchase Chevy. They are on the regular required bailouts. But he's well situated to where he don't need a bailout. And yet he wants to buy them. And all their manufacturing warehouses turn them into like little Tesla things. Install his tech into those vehicles. Overdue or overhaul those said company. And pump out, you know, into like a Chevron, like charging stations. And charging stations on their house. Like, these are things that I feel like he should be doing. And the fact that he's not, and he's fucking around in other areas, to me, is just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. You know when you, you got a, a thought and you trap it in a bottle and it's mind-boggling? Yeah, it's mind-boggling. And I kind of, you know, he should put the pressure on the government to to make that purchase, and it put the government in a position so if they deny it, then he could sit back and say, hey, you know what, they denied my purchase of four where I could really ramp up a Tesla, and and your gas uh, woes will continue. Right now, it's a perfect time to politically step in and make such a demand. You know, and if they gave in, they said, okay, well, now we're going to ease the woes of the common man, you know, and he would elevate himself to beyond, you know, Jesus status almost. But I kind of feel like he's, I like, I don't know, like there was a time when I was like, you know, all his tech is really cool. You know, he's uber smart, obviously. I mean, obviously the man is smart. I think he's really took a turn for the worst as far as what he's doing. But, I mean, and obviously I don't know the man. I don't, you know, I just see what I'm seeing. I'm like, by Twitter is pointless. Again, it's another pointless venture. Uh, space is probably pointless right now, currently as it is. Because we're only going to get to space and NASA's actually the ones who are going to set up bases on the moon. And they have, they're nowhere near that. They, they, I mean, they're... Uh, hopefully within 50 years away from putting a station on the moon. But before there's hotels there, you're probably 100, 150 years away before there's a fucking hotel and a, a livable biodome on the moon. May, we might not even ever get there because motherfuckers here are fighting wars. You know, like I said, just brought up Putin. He might fucking eradicate us all. I mean, and we know, we don't know how these things shake out. You know, I'm a long, firm believer that humanity, uh, we're probably going to kill the world off before before anything else. Uh, either by pollution or by, you know, war, famine, any number of things. The world is a delicate place when we abuse it. Um. You know, none of the things that in the world are natural. Paint is not natural. Uh, plastic bottles are not natural. You know. And it just, you know, so I don't really know if we're going to make it to 100 years before SpaceX can start delivering people on vacation in a big ass on a moon uh, 
voyage for the common man. They only spend like twenty or thirty thousand dollars to go for a week. I mean, I, we're we're a ways away from that before there's a commercial space space flights commercially. And not only are we so far away from it, I mean, it's kind of pointless. Even, I mean, yeah, yeah I think you can shell out like two a quarter million dollar and lap around the world a couple of times. Be up there for two or three days. Yeah, I think I think that's coming, but it's also kind of pointless. You know, just what it is, pointless. And I kind of feel like, you know, he, he hasn't conquered down here. Why is he trying to conquer space? That this is just pointless. But the man is fascinating overall. But I think his, I think the Twitter thing and his personal vendettas against certain things are just... His priorities are not in order, and I wish they kind of were. Um, but that's where me and the man disagree. I mean, I wish I could tell him to his face. Hey, big dog, you could have just fucking politically just jumped the gun and said you were going to buy out Chevrolet or GMC or somebody, and you want to buy them out. An American company make uh, Tesla's for the common man, you know, under the Chevy... Uh, arm and I would, I would love to just hear his response like no why no or you know that's that's a far-fetched idea yeah far-fetched for him because he hasn't really I mean maybe he has thought of it but maybe you know maybe who knows I don't know I don't know what's going on with the man but lo and behold that's what I kind of feel about him I think he's just lost uh, and then I also see the political side of it. People are saying he's a, he's an African American male. Um. Yeah, true. He was born in South America, but he's, I mean, if you want to sit there, I don't know why it's such a thing, saying that Elon Musk is an African American male. Yes, he was born in Africa, but he is not. He is not. An African American male. Uh, he's never gonna drop the N word. Hopefully, well, maybe he will. One day, who knows? But he is not. He's not a Black American man. Never will be. Doesn't matter uh, if he was born in in Africa or not. It's just he's not African American. That's the wildest thing. I mean. Technically, his paperwork is, but he is not an African-American male. Don't let anybody fool you into believing that this man is all of a sudden going to put on an NBA jersey and start balling or come out with the hottest rap album of 2023. No. The man um, is openly just not black. It's not even close. It's not even tan. That guy is white as rice with a glass of milk on a paper plate in a snowstorm. In a snowstorm. That man is white as white. Uh, so I, I, you know, for all those people who are saying he's an African-American male, you, you're tripping. Seek seek help. Find God. And, uh, you know, get yourself some help. Uh, but moving on from Elon... Um, I haven't figured out what I want to talk about yet, but perhaps on Monday. Easter is coming up. 
or have some Monday. I'm gonna watch some shows right now. Hopefully, I get this stomach ache going away. And uh, yeah, I'll pick this up soon. I'll try to finish off this episode with some other topic. Um, here shortly. So hang tight. Okay, so let's wrap up this episode here. Um, <clears throat> I'm feeling a little better that my stomach ache has gone away. Although I did burn my vocal box when I was uh, throwing up and heaving. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but I finished Queen of the South Season 5. I guess it finally aired on Netflix. And I guess it's the final season <clears throat> of Queen of the South. Which, I gotta say, I, I liked it. Um, I liked the story. I don't know how it went on TV. Like, if it did well on TV or... If, you know, or if they just cut it short because it was the ratings aren't there. But it overall was really good. Um, season five is basically the conclusion of the story. Uh, and Teresa, Teresa Potig, James, Chicho, Kellyanne, the governor, Boaz, um, George, you know, uh, the Russians, New Orleans, they, they pretty much uh, wrap it all up. And uh, I, overall, I got to say, for I, I like the person. I, I really love the story from the inception of the, of the series. And they ran five seasons. So obviously, people were watching it. But season five, like I said, season five concludes. Um, obviously, it's been out for a while because it finally aired on Netflix. But I feel as if there is room for more story. Um, but Teresa Mendoza's story has come to a conclusion. Obviously, that she got a happy ending. Did she deserve the happy ending? that she got though is the bigger question um did she deserve the 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 happy ending um I, I mean it's kind of this poses a great question because I kind of feel El Mayo and El Mancho and Chapo and all these cats really have the same story it's they grew up so poor. They grew up under the wing of other cartels, dominating the landscape. They, you know, they rose from nothing. It's the same story as any other billionaire story here in the states. You know, it's rags to riches type of scenario. It's kill or be killed. It was um, survive. You know, and for the most part, Teresa Mendoza was just—that's what she was doing. She was just surviving, running for her life from Epifanio, from Camilla, from any number of people in the beginning. You know, till she carved her way, paved her way out. To ultimately, when it was last season, season four, she really took hold of everything. You know, she took hold of everything. She basically dominated 
and got out from Camilla. I think that was in season three. And Epifania. You know. And it's basically one of these things, like... You kind of felt for her the whole way, like... You know, as she rose to power... You know, she wanted to be different than Epifania and Camilla, but eventually... You know, the cruel, cold world, you know, forced that upon her. And, um... You know, like... Then she just became the big bad eventually at the latter end of this season you know it's season five she became the your prototypical mob boss it was no loose ends kill this person kill that person make it look like an accident make it look like this giving out hit orders you know basically you know, it was all or nothing. She was all in with the plan to go legitimate, which is what most cartels try to do go legitimate eventually. Uh, and, you know, I kind of felt that she wasn't going to get out from under it because, you know, the more legitimate she tried to go, the bigger pushback there was um, from Boaz or from the government, from the CIA, the feds, you know, what have you. It kind of was like, I felt like, oh, they were going to entrap and ensnare her at some point. Um, or kill her. And ultimately, she decided that the best way out of all of this was to fake her own death. Which... I kind of feel that that's a... That's a total... Play on... I think the cartels, all of them, try that too. Like, fake your death. I mean, if you look at maybe the OG of it all... Maybe not. But I think he did. Is... Uh, El Señor de los Cielos, you know, down there in Mexico, you just look him up. I think he faked his own death, 100%. I know the story goes that he died and they have fingerprints, but the man was a, a genius ahead of his time. I think he went into plastic surgery, got it successfully done, and they had the doctor's say that yeah he died on the operating table which I mean is that possible but the man could have just shaved got a better hairstyle done some makeup you know had a professional makeup artist and he would have looked like a whole different person so I, I don't even think he went the surgery route like they say that's how I that's why I think believe it is fake uh, and on top of that, the fact that nobody was ever really presented, they were basing all this off of fingerprints. Uh, and basing it off the fact that 
they had to take the Mexican word for it. Uh, but then the doctors ended up disappearing and dying. I mean, it's all... It's all kind of circumstantial. And... I totally believe he got out. And basically, that's what happened to Teresa Mendoza. She faked her death. Uh, supposedly, they cremated her. I spread her ashes around. And... Uh, Faked her death while meanwhile she was down living in Belize with James and Kellyanne and Pote's daughter. Pote ends up going to jail for four, four years. And he comes out and he just kills Boaz. And Boaz needed to go too. Boaz could have done all of that, what he was doing. Had he not not even fired a single shot, had he played his cards right, I felt Teresa was looking for a way out anyways. And at any point, she could have dumped the feds on him. But he wanted to cause a riot, kill Teresa, and, you know, it's just basically what it is, man. He kind of made a mistake. Although him and Pote fighting and Pote ended up killing him, it's kind of a little far-fetched. Because I kind of feel like that wasn't the case. It shouldn't have been the case. Uh, they should have just went in there gun blazing and hit. <laughs> it hit Boaz, but he went in there unarmed and then he ended up just killing Boaz in a street fight. But Boaz played a good... He played a good villain. I think he's been villainous from the jump. Um, you know. But he was a little over the top character-wise. Uh, but moving beyond that, I mean, overall, it, you got to go back... I, again, I, I kind of feel like... You kind of feel for trees and you kind of feel for mobsters in general. Like if they come, especially if they come from that, and they're not just born into it at the top, you know. It's just a story of how these how these men and some women operate. You know, you have the I can't think of her name is Giselle over there in Colombia who essentially was bigger than Pablo Escobar and got out of it and got away with it I mean her story is fascinating too when I found out about she was moving more coke than Escobar was and Pablo Escobar was famous but that ultimately was his downfall he would have been low key uh, he might have survived it all and she survived it all. That's the more insane thing. You know. And is now an old lady living somewhere. You know. It's just so crazy. Like. 
you know, and Teresa surviving on living, having the fairy tale life in Belize. I mean, that's you know what it is. But I, I and and you don't feel bad for her because you you know you know the whole time she was pretty much on the run. She didn't really turn villainous herself until late in you know late down the road on the path you know the path to no end. Like that was just it, you know. And I kind of feel like, okay, well, should should she have died or been put in prison or just surrendered herself? You know, you're torn between the decision, like, no, but uh, then again, I mean, how many people have overdosed on drugs? And that's the whole thing. You build an empire on coke, an empire, and you gather up millions of hundreds of millions and billions of dollars like but it's all it's all tainted money it's a lot of killing it's a lot of people need disappearing innocent people too you know it's a lot of you know people overdosing it's a lot of it's a lot of harm does much more harm than it does um good into the community but then again that's where like I think like the Sinaloa cartel is probably why well, they're not going to go away. They do actual good in the community. They've built up the Sinaloa community and helped families. They throw big parties, you know, they take care of their little area in the world. And I kind of feel like if you grew up like that, like, okay, the Sinaloa cartel, we live here. Yes, they are violent. Yes, the people get out of line. Yes, they come and step in. But they help the people. And and when the pandemic hit a couple years ago, the Sinaloa cartel was giving out food and medicine to people and, and giving out the things that the people needed better than the government was doing. Better than the government here in the United States was doing. They were taking care of their people. And that's kind of the trade-off of these two things. You have... But then again, it's a trade-off of like... You know, you look at Amazon. They just won a labor union case against against Amazon, who is making trillions of dollars. Or I think Jeff Bezos is worth like a trillion dollars. But the company is worth even more than that. The company Amazon is huge. And I just kind of feel like... You know, all those trillions of dollars and he hasn't really taken care of his workforce. He hasn't really taken care of, you know, his his area where he's grown. And that's so who's really the bad guy, you know, of all these things, monop- mon- you know, monopolies, you know, Americans love greed until somebody monopolizes something and then it's a bad thing. After so many people have died, after so many people have gotten injured limbs cut off and what have you you know and we have Amazon and you have the drug cartels you know the drug cartels aren't aren't pretty either don't get me wrong but kind of begs the question what are you willing to live with you know but it poses a fascinating question too in this in this you know show Queen of the South which I love. I love episode or season five. I got to give it like a, 
probably an 8 out of a 10. Uh, I kind of felt that they wrapped it up really quick towards the end. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, it was a it was a good season, and overall, the series was really good. So, if you're a fan of like narco stories, and I am, I mean, this was this was a great story, you know, from from the jump all the way to carry through to the end. I mean, great, great story. And I kind of feel like I, I wish I wish there was a little bit more meat to it. I wish there was a season a season six, but. And again, I don't know what it did on ratings-wise on TV. I don't know what it did, you know, if if they were, you know, if it did well. So, with all that said, guys, go and watch it. I'm gonna get this episode posted up here shortly, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you, laters.